0: Hello, hello. Podcast Network Asia. Hello and welcome to another solo episode of the Class Clown podcast with me. I am still China Leao. This is still the podcast you listen to where you just hear me talk about a particular subject uh, for about you know a few minutes, not as long as an hour. How did you guys like that last episode? Um, I hope a lot of you a lot of you don't seem to know what Kabulastogan is, and maybe that's because I live in my own little bubble. But I'm pretty sure if you're on Instagram, if you're part of some group chat, one way or another, you're going to end up on that page itself. And if you have not had the chance, maybe you might want to visit it. You know, he is a very funny person. He's also a very it's also a very funny page. And it's it's a nice break from all the hashtagging social media posts that you see all day uh, instead of just looking at half naked women you can look at funny videos as well and break up that monotony you know instead of like dog videos or cooking videos or plantitos you just break up the monotony with stupid people on the internet <laughs> and so that's why i wanted to talk to him that's why i i love that page i am personally a fan and I admire what he's been able to do during the pandemic. Now, I don't usually record this as late as I am. I am recording this, in fact, just a few hours before I have to put it out. And usually what will happen is I either have something or I don't as evident by season number one, as evident in season number one, and that kong gaps sa release. Uh, the, sometimes a week will go by, two weeks will go by, and I'll just forget to put out an episode. But with the solo part of this podcast being so new, I figured kahit papano, it's important for us to keep putting out episodes. For me, At least because again, this this thing is still just a baby, (laughs) and you don't want to kill a baby right away. I can't believe we just talked about killing babies here. Uh, and I've only been talking for about three minutes, so that's it's off to a great start, guys. But you know, you don't want to kill it before it ever has room to grow, you know, you want it to build steam and keep going, And, and so I figured. Despite not having anything to talk about before, I was going to record anyway. But then I I went about my day before hitting record on my laptop here. And I was listening to a podcast about movies called The Big Picture. If you guys are into movies, you want to get into the minds of... Of what movies are all about, like myself, like what I did. We'll get into that a little bit more later. The big picture is something I highly recommend. It's from the Ring, the Ringer Network, and the reason I say that is because this podcast gives off a a jock vibe. <laughs> I mean, the Ringer is primarily a pop culture and sports network, and a lot of the podcasts that they produce have that flavor, but. The big picture is a lot uh, more focused on movies, and the people who are on this podcast are film critics, yes, but also very avid sports fans. So you'll get a lot of sports references in with your movies, and uh, it's, it's something I like listening to. So on the latest episode, they were doing a few things. They were doing a draft, which is the sports part of the movie podcast experience but they are also they were also talking about the closure of a lot of cinemas in Los Angeles in the Los Angeles um I think Hollywood area where the movies are made or were made in the past you know Hollywood uh everybody knows where it is right people have always wanted to go there because that's where celebrities come from, apparently. And then you go there and all you see are homeless people and uh rip off Spider Man who charges you twenty bucks for a picture. This is the real thing that's actually happened to me, but <laughs> it didn't it didn't uh, destroy my love for the movies. You know, I still wanted to go to the places uh, in that area and I still wanted to look at the sites and take pictures and do all that and I have and it was nice, it was a pleasant time when I d- did that back then but then they were uh, back to the podcast, they were talking about the closure of the Arclight Cinemas and the a lot of other cinemas really a lot of cinematic institutions in Hollywood, now the ako hipster, I've never been to these places. This is not what this episode is all about. But because they talked about the death of the theater industry with streaming being so rampant and people just not leaving their homes anymore. You can't help but feel like we are approaching the very end of an era here. As a fan of visual media as a guy who likes to consume hours upon hours of content, I feel a little sad that we are seeing cinemas, not just in the States, but all over the world, shut down. Even in Manila, where we have had smaller cinemas like Cinema Centenario in in the Maginhawa area of Quezon City closed down. You had Cinema 76, which was attached to TBA. It's now shuttered. It's uh, I think they only do private viewings now, understandably, because we are in a COVID pandemic. And yes, 90% of the cinemas in the Philippines are connected to malls. But how long before the malls realize that people don't go to movies anymore? What would it take? For them to realize that movie theaters as a business are not viable anymore and that we just have malls that exist for the sole purpose of consumerism, you know, of of Uniqlo's and Starbuck's and what have you. I'll tell you, 90% of the reason, I keep using 90% a lot because I'm bad at math, I don't know the exact percentage, but... A big part of the reason why I go to movie uh, to malls is because of movie houses. I think I can count the number of times I've left a mall without uh, buying something that isn't a comic book or a food item or going to the movies. Like I rarely like I don't got going to the mall. What will I do? Go inside a unique ask them stupid questions like does this come in my size? No, eh? Am I am I gonna go into like an Apple store and pretend that I want an iPhone just to make small talk? I never got the point of of window shopping. I never really saw like when people in movies again, uh, back to the original theme, when people in movies started to window shop and imagine themselves in clothes. Like I, I think clothes are right, all right, but they're never really like they never really got me interested in them. You know, like if there was a cool t-shirt, sure, I'll put that on. But that's not the extent of my uh, fashion do- knowledge, fashion desires. My main goal for ever stepping inside a mall was to see a movie, you know, whether it be a art house festival uh, an art house festival where, from movies like they had in shangri They had a bunch of those French, Spanish, Japanese film festivals. I've even been to some of those. Uh, I've also been to a John Waters uh, movie festival and a, uh, an 80s movie marathon all in shangri And then I've also stayed up as late as midnight to watch the latest MCU movie. All of that happened just in the last year, or last two years, in fact, because twenty twenty is is horrible. You know, I remember being in line, by, you know, in in the mall, selecting your seat. Remember when that was not even a thing yet, when we had to watch movies, and we we could just stay in the theater the whole day. And literally nobody would notice. Like nobody would, would would hide in the bathroom in between screenings, just so the the guards don't notice that you're just there. But then, when once the next showing starts, you're back in your same seat, just watching the thing you missed. You know, it's very rare that you're able to do that now. Usually, you'd have to pay for two tickets or be really good at hiding. So I now you get to select your seat, you pick the nicest, comfiest spot, except if you're Robinson Cinemas and they don't let you pick the middle aisle because, quote-unquote, there might be checkers who want to sit there. I don't even know what they meant by that. But go inside any Robinson Cinema when you can and you'll realize that the middle aisle, the, the most center part of the theater is always crossed out on that monitor that lady shows you when you select your seats. So basically, what I'm trying to get at here, and what I'm sinabi is that the identity of the moviegoer is changing and there will soon be an entire generation of people who don't even know what a theater is. Let's let that sink in for a bit. There will be an entire generation of kids who won't know the joy of buying their favorite snacks. Yeah, I'll say it. I'm fat. <laughs> the snack experience is half of the movie watching experience. Like, I love the movies as much as I love the food. And I know that if I didn't have the right proportion of of barbecue and sour cream potato corner in my pocket, it would just throw the whole thing off. Even if I'm watching the next Oscar winner or something, you know, it'll just mess with me, right? If I didn't have the the right order of milk tea with that potato corner, I would just not enjoy the movie at all. And maybe 90% of the times when I did watch uh, actual movies, that might actually have affected my uh, review afterwards. But, what I'm trying to say here is there will be entire generations that pass that will only grow up being able to watch movies on Netflix on on the next streaming service available, you know, and I I don't know how I exactly feel about that. I'm not really enthused by that idea. I don't really find it enjoyable. At all. Like, I like watching TV at home as much as the next person. But for me, going to the movies has always been an excursion. It's always been a trip. It's always been a special place for me. Even if the seatmates you have aren't the most ideal, you know, even if some Tito disregards common courtesy and takes phone calls inside the theater. Even if the seats are a little small, even if you have to pay for parking, I treat it as an experience. I treat it as a day for me to go out and just do something that I love. And if you really think about it, what I really love is just sitting in a cold room in the dark. So (laughs) yeah, the movie is nice. The aircon is also good too and, and snacks. Uh, I was I was watching the documentary on Netflix. I don't know if you have it in the Philippines, but where I am, it's available, called The Last Blockbuster. And it's essentially about the very last, the only one remaining uh, blockbuster video in the entire world. We're talking about, we're not just talking about the US here. We're talking about the whole world. There is only one left and it's in Bend, Oregon in this really small town in Oregon, about eight hours from where I am. And I've I, I've really want. I thought about going there. I've thought about making it a trip, but then it's for another podcast if I actually do it. But the thing is this last blockbuster it's just holding out It's on the last legs of its life, trying to, you know, hold out for as long as it can, trying to rent. Because blockbusters are are exactly like your ACA videos back in the day. They are a global chain of video rentals, and they used to rent out VHS tapes and DVDs. When that became a thing, they also rented out games. You could rent video games from your local Blockbuster. They had snacks, they had merch. It became a, st- a thing that people do, and then all of a sudden, that just stopped because Netflix became a thing, and people realized that hey, we can just wait for this movie to come out in like six months on TV, right? Wait a year, and you'll find. Wait a week, you'll find it at your local Chonguit right you wait you hit the week and your soaking dvd seller will definitely have a bootleg copy of it and then torrents became a thing and essentially it became a lot easier for all of us to get our hands on the movies we love to see and that essentially killed off that entire leg of the industry video rental places have died out and pretty soon movie theaters are going to go that exact same way. And it's very sad for me because I love going to the movies. And I hope they don't die out. I hope that when things go back to normal, we can actually go back out into the world and sit inside the theater and enjoy a movie. I'm sure that there are a lot of big studios out there that are looking to save the movie, the movie theater industry—I guess you could call it—because that's a lot of where their money comes from. I mean, I don't really know how the revenue works when it comes to streaming, but if you are a movie going, if you are a movie studio, a movie production company, you get your money from ticket sales. That's where it all comes from, you know. And if that disappears that everything is changed. Now that's where the word uh, disruptor comes in for, for Netflix, but I'm not gonna talk about economics and business here. Uh, it's just not a topic I'm comfortable talking about. I'm still just going to try and say, and wrap this up in nice little bowl, and say that I wish movie theaters can stick around. I wish they can survive. I wish that after the pandemic is over, we can go back to actually watching a movie. You know, because movies are are a great way for people to bond. Like, even if both of you disagree on what you watch and you realize that you don't like the same thing, you can talk about why that is. And that is still something you can bond over. The fact that one of you, or maybe both of you, dislike that movie. I don't really know if you can do that <laughs> on a laptop or your TV. You know, so there's that. It's about twenty uh one minutes into this recording. Um there is a part there are parts that I've edited out for my own personal reasons because it is my podcast so you can't really do anything about that (laughs) like you can't do anything like I can't do anything about the movie industry but what I will say is that this love for movies for me is it comes from my love of, of movie my love for movies comes from My filmmaking background, I know a lot of people out there who are listening might say, might roll their eyes at me and say, yes, we get it. You went to film school. But I never really, I would have never gone to film school had I not watched my first movie in the theater. You know, as a child, we all go to the movies as uh, our families would do that. As a regular weekend thing, they take us to see the latest Disney thing. And then, as we got older, we went out with our friends to the movies. I rarely do that with other people. I'll be honest. I like watching movies alone because, like I said, it's my me time. Uh, but the fact that we started going, my my family at least started going to the movies at a regular basis, influenced me enough to study film in college, and then want to actually be a filmmaker in a previous life. That's before I discovered stand-up. I still want to write stories. I still do that to this very day. And that is all influenced by my love of watching movies in the theater. And I f- can't help but feel like this whole pandemic has influenced this new generation of movie watchers to the point that some of them might not want to make movies anymore some of them might not have original thoughts anymore they might just rely on intellectual property looking for the next comic book hero or the next thing that they can reboot you know it'll be just an endless cycle of sequels and i'm not saying that's all bad like there are some shining gems out there hey you guys if you Want recommendations for what to actually watch nowadays? I am more than willing to give that to you. But what I'm trying to say is, there is still value in original thought. You know, an original idea. I do not do not respect the thought that where people go only God is original, because there will always be something there that you can rely on. There, something that is yours, something that you can create. From scratch, and that in itself is original, that in itself is genuine, you know. And I wonder if that'll be something that will stick around after the movie theater business dies out. But we might as well end it here because this has been the solo pod episode of the Class Clown podcast. Let me know what you guys think you like it that I talk about myself for close to 30 minutes every week? Do you like that I <laughs> enjoy doing this podcast way too much? Let me know on my socials. And hey, again, if you want me to do an episode about the things that I love to watch, please hit me up on my social media at Chino Supersized. Again, for this week on the pod, we have a very special episode about martial arts coming out on Friday. This is featuring Ali Sangalang of the Linya Linya show and his dad, who is a legit martial arts black belter, Indre Sangalang. So I hope you guys listen to it because you just learn a lot, not just about self-defense and health and all that, but how martial arts affects their lives and maybe yours as well. So until next time, this has been a Podcast Network Asia exclusive, powered, of course, by PodMetrics. I am Chita Liao. Goodbye.